everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open. I am Barbara Dunkelman, and today we are joined by a very, very special guest and one of my best friends in the entire world. Erin Zek is here. Hi. Hi, Erin. Hi. How are you, Barbara? Good. How are you? I'm so good. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. We won't do the whole show like that, I no. promise. <laughs> oh, God. No. That would be, uh, people would just turn it off immediately. I, think, I would we... turn it off immediately. I mm. mean, that's fair. Well, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here, too. Thank you for having me. Of course. Always Open's one of my favorite shows. It's so. been a while. Yeah. I think the last time we had... It's been a while. The last time we had you on, I think, was 2009? No, it was 2020, I think. Maybe early 2020, before the pandemic happened. I don't know. I feel like maybe 2019, because I remember being in a cutoff ACDC shirt and like sitting like a true bisexual, <laughs> like unable to sit in that couch. Yeah. So that's the one I remember. So I think that was 2019. Yeah, it was. I think it was probably end of 2019, yeah. maybe December. But we now have yeah. chairs. Yes. Instead of couches. So now I'm like forced to sit in one way. It's true. I will figure out a way to not be <laughs> sit like this. I wore a skirt to like force myself to not be kind of crazy. To about cross it. your legs. Well, because I, I usually like want to put my leg like up onto the and then put the other leg on top. I, I'm not very good at describing it. But um, no, there was yeah. one time where I remember distinctly we were in those like the actor's chairs on yeah. a panel one time um, on stage. And I think like you sat in probably 18 different ways <laughs> yeah. in the course of one hour. <laughs> I, I, I feel like someone that I know was there and was like taking a bunch of pictures and I've seen like a plethora of those. Like there's yeah. one where you're sitting like fully across with your legs on the side. I'm pretty sure I broke the, the like <laughs> footstool thing. Did not go well. But those yeah. things aren't built well. No, they're not. Well, I'm so happy to have you here. This is like the first ever episode two that um, I'm doing with just one other guest too. Yeah. And I thought this would be a great opportunity to have you on yeah, and to talk about some very exciting things. Some stuff. Um, so before we get into the episode, just a disclaimer, um, we're going to be talking about Ruby, which is an anime series that both Aaron and I star in. Um, my character is Yang. Her character is Blake Belladonna. Um, and we're going to be discussing something that happens in Volume 9 that actually just happened this past weekend on the newest episode, Episode 6 of Volume 9. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want spoilers, leave. Don't watch. Maybe like <laughs> uh, skip to the last 10 minutes. Maybe we'll be talking about other stuff by then. Yeah. Um, I doubt it. But we will be talking about spoilers. Yeah. All right. I'm all sweaty now. I'm I so know. excited. <laughs> so um, let's get into it. Yes. Our characters, Blake and Yang. Yep. Finally kissed. Yeah. Yes. I, I love, love you. <laughs> I love you. Bumblebee is canon, baby. Yeah. Mm, I love it. Blake doesn't even like let her finish the sentence. She like completes it, which it's very cute. I know. I, it honestly like what I was very surprised about in that moment was the fact that Blake took such charge of the situation. Yeah. I was like, I feel like the dynamic between the two. Usually, it's a Yang being a little bit more like yeah. gung ho yeah. and taking charge, but Blake really like. Yeah. I mean, I I I wonder if it's. Because Yang is just usually, like, whenever you first meet Yang, she's very, like, peppy and that, like, upbeat and stuff. And so now she's, like, trying to, like, actually have, like, a, the, the proper emotion of that. I don't yeah. know if I'm explaining this very no, well. you are. But, uh, yeah. No, it's, it is, it's like a role reversal. And I, I think that kind of speaks to, like, how Yang feels about Blake and how Blake is now, like, out of her shell. And so she feels confident now. Yeah. Um, and how she feels about Yang and... 
<laughs> she has been taking charge the whole season. She has. <laughs> this is her season, man. It really is. Yeah. Um, another fun thing, too, that I've been enjoying, especially with Volume 9, is like all the little bumblebee breadcrumbs. Yes. That have been planted yes. around. <laughs> I, I actually saw a meme. Um, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I've got people sending me memes because I still want to see the good stuff. And someone sent me one that it was just like um, bumblebee uh, shippers requesting like crumbs or something and they just like throw <laughs> some loaves of bread <laughs> just for like the handholds and then there's one it's like Jesus we're only three episodes in I know it's so good and no we're already serving we are full uh gluten yeah. delicious meal delicious to the fans yeah I know. it's a uh, I want to talk to you too about how it's felt um keeping this in for as long as we have because <laughs> I don't know if I've been doing a very good job to be honest I feel like we've known about this almost the entirety of Ruby airing. Yeah. Like we we knew some details about our character, mm-hmm. but we knew ultimately that Blake and Yang yeah. would fall in love. Yeah. There's a there's I there's that little bit that we didn't know was recording back mm-hmm. when we first started like this table read thing. And I say, like, can I say that my character <laughs> and another character are lesbian lovers? And Miles goes, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I think Carrie goes, <laughs> not yet. Yeah, yeah. And we didn't know like that was live at that point. So we've I feel like we've played that off pretty cool. Well, I've played it off pretty cool. I can't keep my mouth shut. That's a thing. Uh, you know, yeah. when you're excited about something, yeah. it's hard to. I don't feel bad about which, it. Which they're a strain that yeah. we've been truly demonstrating for truly. the last 10 years. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. And I I feel like every season I've like, while the writers are writing it, I've always just been like, all right, is it, is it happening? Is it, is it happening, happening this season? And I always just get so grumpy. We're like, no, we're going to slow burn. I'm like, I hate you. Yeah. Okay, fine. Like, uh. I always think about like obviously reading audience reactions and stuff like that and and from the Ruby fandom and they've been so excited and so supportive. Yeah. But I'm just like, if you guys think you've been waiting long, (laughs) think about us. Yeah. And we knew. (laughs) I do feel like that nine is kind of the perfect time to do it, though, because I mean, there's a lot going on in the real world, if you will. So to, to take time to like confront your feelings about another person it just doesn't feel particularly right because there's just so much other stuff going on well yeah it also I felt like the timeline for it was perfect yeah. as well like it, it didn't feel in my opinion unrealistic no or rushed or or too slow or anything like that like I yeah. do feel like that was a natural progression especially when people are friends sometimes it takes a little bit longer to really key into those feelings yeah. about each other and there was a point where I mean Blake just abandons Yang and Yang's already got abandonment issues. Yeah. And it's not like an intentional thing. She thinks that she's, she's doing this for the better of other people, like saving people. And Yang's like pissed. And I feel like that kind of moment, like you, you, those kinds of moments, the ones where you can get over being like really mad or something like that. And I don't know. I feel like those are the ones that like really build relationship and, and establish relationships because it is such a, a a big thing and she is very upset yeah well it kind of makes you also realize how you do feel about someone yeah when you go through stuff like that together like if someone has to go away for a period of time you know absence makes the heart grow fonder in a way um but i want to get into some questions too i did reach out to the fandom to ask them to give us some questions about some things that they have um so this first question, does your friendship in real life translate into stronger voice acting performances when voicing scenes where Blake and Yang interact together? I legitimately 
don't think about you when I think of Yang. I don't either. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've, it's I've, probably for the best because yeah. <laughs> we're just I, I love you, but no. Um, no, I, I, I think we've done a, a really good job at, at being able to separate ourselves from the characters and each other from who, like, the other plays. Um, so whenever I'm in the booth and I'm thinking about, like, Yang, all I'm thinking about is Yang. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, not really. I'm just a really great actress. <laughs> I do think it's been, though, like, I think really fun to be as good friends as we are I, to get to yeah. experience this together. Yeah, because then we get to do these conventions and and everything is is truly authentic with all of it. Is it it is exciting to to do this with someone that I actually like. Yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Could you imagine if we hated each other? Right? And we had to pretend to be in love. Super awkward. Mm-hmm. Then I wouldn't be a very good actress. <laughs> I, I can't, I don't know how people are on these shows and then they hate each other and they have to do these like group things together. You can, you can see, I well, feel like you that, can see it. Um, was it the, the two actors in Fifty Shades of Grey? Didn't they like hate each other? I have no idea. I was thinking about Sex in the City. Oh yeah. doesn't like Samantha and Sarah, Carrie. Carrie. Yeah. They hate each other. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I can't imagine. Mm-mm. Cause especially when you have to have like on camera chemistry. Yeah. Like it's something to voice act where you're just in a booth by yourself yeah. and playing off of the director. Yeah. Um, but to actually like interact physically with each other. That That'd must be a tough. real test. Yeah. Hey, people are doing it every day, they right? They are. People this in relationships are not happy. This is true. <laughs> this is true. Is <laughs> acting along with someone you have no chemistry with. Yep. Um, but I think like, especially the moment, which I'm hoping everyone watching has seen or at least is aware of. Yeah. Um, where our characters finally do profess their love for each other and, do all that stuff. I was thinking about you, not in that sense, <laughs> <laughs> but in like the sense of like, oh, I'm thinking about Aaron voicing this moment and like her experiencing this moment. Yeah. Because I know like me at the time, I was, that was like the most nervous I had ever been voice acting. Cause I'm like, this is for at least like our characters, probably the biggest yeah. moment so far in the series. And I was like, I don't know if I could do, yeah. oh, I gotta, yeah no I agree like I mean obviously because everyone else is already like waiting for this and we've been waiting for this for so long you know that this is such an important moment and Mm. I was this was probably the most nervous I've ever been either because I was like this has to be perfect yeah like I can cry on cue no problem (laughs) but this moment has to be perfect and I feel like I feel like we did pretty good I feel like it was it was good I think it was if I could go back in time, I probably would scrutinize everything and like want to take it over and over again yeah. until I felt like super happy about it. Yeah. But I do feel like, especially watching it back, it felt very authentic. Yeah. Because I think like we were in that moment when we recorded. Yeah. Their nerves work. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Because they were nervous. It's super cute. If you haven't seen the scene, I'm sure you can find it on Tumblr or anywhere <laughs> on, the, on the internet, um, but also on Crunchyroll, uh, where all of Ruby Volume 9 Where is. you should be watching it. Yes. Please. <laughs> Clips are different. You can find clips everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this is an interesting one, and I'm, I'm curious to get your opinion on it. What type of love language do you think your character has? So there's words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, quality time, and physical touch. I, I actually had to think about this because um, I, I feel like words of <coughs> affirmation, possibly, because mm. they, they do kind of support each other in, in that sense. And I feel like Blake has a lot of insecurities. Maybe not so much these days but I, I want to initially yeah yeah I want to say physical touch and and words of affirmation yeah maybe what do she you does, think I, I think especially after some moments in this volume I'm, I'm seeing that Blake is more physical touch right yeah, yeah. 
she I'm, like tackled Yang in episode one. That's little, what like, I'm saying. Hand grazing in yeah. episode two. This is new for her, which is why I'm like, oh, goodness, maybe we do like touching people uh, consensually. Consensually. Always consens- <laughs> consensually. Um, I think for Yang, hers would be, I would say quality time and acts of service, if I had to guess. I could see that. Maybe not acts of service. I feel like maybe, and maybe that's just putting too much of myself into Yang, but I feel like Yang and I are similar in the sense where like they're used to doing a lot and like being yeah. responsible for a lot. And so when other people take care of things for them. They're like, yeah, I could marry you on the spot. That's fair. That's fair. Cause you were kind of like Ruby's ma, you know? Yeah. Ma. Ma. What is that? <laughs> it's too late. So I've already done it. But yeah, no, I agree. I can see that. Um, that's such an interesting question though. What would you be? Do you know what your love My language, language? Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's honestly really good that Jennifer Coolidge is having a moment because if they ever need ADR for her, I got this. You're re- yeah. yeah. You got the relevancy. Oh my God. You look like the 4th of July. I closed my eyes and I, I saw Jennifer Coolidge just <laughs> yeah, now. Thank yeah. You. Um, Voice actor extraordinaire. <laughs> thank you. If you need a Jennifer Coolidge. I got you. Um, Next season of Ruby. Oh, God. Could we? <laughs> yeah. Like a White Lotus crossover? <laughs> that would be intense. Um, I don't know. I, I I feel like I'm kind of learning my personal one mm. because my most recent relationship kind of jostled some, like, stuff up for me. So I'm yeah, kind of, sure. like, trying to figure out what exactly it is that I, I need out of something. Um, but I, I do think, I don't know. Physical touch or quality time. Yeah. Quality time is, is one. Um, and maybe physical touch. One yeah. of mine is words of affirmation, which I didn't really realize, but it's not necessarily yeah. like, I don't need compliments as much as yeah. I need like, I care about you. Yeah. You're, you're valued. You're doing great. I support you. Like yeah. things of that nature. Yeah. I mean, I definitely needed that from the last one, but that's why I'm kind of trying to decide if this is something that like, no, I think I do need that. I need words of affirmation. Yes, I am yeah. very uh, insecure. Uh, please tell me that I'm valid. Erin, you're valid. Thank you. And you're wonderful and hilarious you're, and beautiful and sweet and kind. Stop it. You are kind and precious and everything. Thank you. You're valid too. Thank you. And pretty and smart and, and intelligent and funny. Those are the same things. Welcome to Always Open. <gasps> um all right, more a little more questions. I know it's kind of like rapid fire, but there's like yeah. so much to no, get into. No, I got this. Um, this is a, I feel like we should have touched on this at the beginning, but how does it feel to finally see Bumblebee happen in the show? I think it's, I don't think I realized how important it would be and, and was until I actually uh, watched She-Ra. Mm, mm-hmm. because that was like a big moment because with Legend of Korra, that was sort of like implied, but right. nothing ever actually like that happened on the screen. So with, with She-Ra, when something like physically happened, they canonized it on camera, on camera, if you will. Um, on animation. It's, yeah, it's it's just so, it's so important. It's the the representation of these relationships that are so important. And that doesn't happen a lot, especially in animation. Yeah. Um, and so I don't think I realized like how important this moment was for for myself and for other people until until I like watched Shira and, and learned about that because then you look up all the history of like um, uh, LGBTQ relationships and animation and stuff like that. And it's just not really existent. Yeah. So 
uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's super important. And I'm honestly really, really honored yeah, and proud, same. proud to be part of this. I don't, it's almost, I'm, I almost don't feel like, like deserving. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't like, I don't know. It's just something that we've done and it just feels normal and authentic. And it just happens to have been like something that was really important. And I don't know, it just feels kind of weird, but I do feel very honored to. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it, it feels still surreal. Yeah. I think it's because, you know, as we mentioned earlier in the show, like we knew it was happening eventually. We didn't really know when or how, which I think was like the big question of like, how are they going to go about this? How are they going to approach the situation? Yeah. Um, because it's so important that I think we all wanted to make sure it was done right. Uh, and kudos to like Carrie and Eddie and yeah. Kiersey and Issa and like the animation team, all of Kruby who like fucking knocked it out of the park. Yeah. My yeah. God. Especially like this season too with like all of the the micro things like Weiss fucking hilarious right now I love Weiss this season she's and like in, the comedic relief it's perfect yeah. it's fantastic it's a total role reversal with her and and Ruby because Ruby's definitely going through some shit mm-hmm. um but even like with Blake's ears like it's a whole other personality now and it's so exciting that she can like do that and have that and that they've done it so well mm-hmm. Ugh, no they did fantastic Absolutely. all of them um, across the board something else too I wanted to mention is you kind of touched on it um but being able to portray a um, queer romance, mm-hmm. um, I know for me, I identify as like a, a not fully straight woman, <laughs> but like for the most part, fairly straight. Yeah. And so for me, I, I, I felt like this was such an honor and such a, a big deal that I wanted to make sure I, I did it right and like gave, um, gave the right performance, but also like gave the right importance to the situation. Yeah, I think you did fantastic. Thank you. I you think you did, did fantastic. You did a great job of this. <laughs> <laughs> I like how kind of a nerdy Yang gets in the moment too, where she's like brushing her hair back. And right. And she's like, oh, this, is this what this is about? Oh, teehee. <laughs> that was so cute. Oh God, this is what this is about. So like, this is something that's been on their minds. Probably for a long time. Yeah. And I love, oh gosh, Weiss, about time. Yes. Thank you. She's like the number one Bumblebee shipper, right? it turns out. Yeah. She has her fanfic written in the back and everything Does. like that. Got yeah. a Wattpad going on. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> um, and I know too, like we've been asked this at a lot of conventions before, but fan fiction is such an interesting topic. And I feel like we could do like a whole episode oh on fan fiction. Yeah. Um, it could be somewhat controversial sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh my opinions on it tend to be as long as it's not discussing real life people, have fun with it. And if it's not done in a very like unconsensual or violent way either, yeah. that's where I get a little uncomfortable with that. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts? I mean, I'm in the same boat because I, I know that there, people definitely have like written fan fiction about real people, and yeah. that's mm, that's icky for me. Um, I'm I honestly the same thing. Like you write what makes you happy, um, and that, as long as it is consensual, because I have like yeah. in the back of my mind like people doing like Toradonna stuff, and I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, 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 not a good one. No, no, thank you. <laughs> like no. you can. I I recently heard about. Um, oh gosh, what is it? Nightshade. What's Nightshade? Which is Blake and John. 
Oh, weird. Yeah. I was like, where did you ever see this? I'm glad that you enjoy it. But how? I think it'd be cute. It is. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think the thing about fan fiction for me ultimately is like, I I feel like, again, if it's not harmful or done with like mm-hmm. real people, it's almost like an honor where it's like, oh, you like the show and these characters so much that you want to create your own stories yeah. and your own um, writings or works of art or whatever it is based off these characters. And yeah. so like kind of nice in that yeah. way because it's i mean it's it's a form of self-expression not everybody is able to draw not everyone able is able to do cosplay and stuff so if like writing is how you express yourself then i, I think it's a fantastic think medium yeah. yeah also thank like, you for thinking of us exactly <laughs> i also love how bumblebee became a ship even i mean i think it kind of um, demonstrates how well the writing was for Blake and Yang's relationship. Mm-hmm. That so many people latched onto that immediately. And yeah, like, I ship it. Yeah. Well, I mean, even just the the beginning, the 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 uh, what are you doing? I don't even remember what it is. The the reading of the book. <laughs> like, I like your bow. Mm, cheers. That's one of those things that it's like enemies <laughs> to lovers. That's Hell, such yeah. a big like trope people love. Enemies for like an episode. And yeah, then. it didn't last very long. <laughs> Hey, everyone. Did you know that this year is Rooster Teeth's 20th anniversary? That's right. Whether you've been with us for 20 years or 20 days, we couldn't have gotten here without your support. To show our appreciation, we're making 20 special anniversary episodes from some of your favorite shows to celebrate our 20-year history. And the best part is they're all mystery surprise videos. Every Friday, a mystery video will be available on roosterteeth.com just for first members, and the title of the video will be revealed on Saturday and made available for everyone the following week. We love giving out surprises, but we couldn't keep everything a secret for the whole 20 weeks of our anniversary. So to kick off our anniversary, we're going to tell you what four of the episodes will be. Get excited for a new special episode of Rage Quit, Chump, Master and Apprentice, and Camp Camp! Yes, that's right. It's Camp Camp. Uh, That's all you get for now. So tune into roosterteeth.com every week to see what the other 16 episodes will be. Maybe your favorite series will return. If it's not always open, you know, we're already back. Or maybe it won't. Who knows? Only one way to find out. We're so incredibly thankful for your support these last 20 years and hope that you're as excited as we are to see all these awesome shows make a return. We love you guys. Thank you for 20 years. I would also love to talk about this. I'm not sure if you'll have an answer for it, but has playing Blake or any voice acting that you've done changed you in any way, like changed your personality? Because I know like you and I have talked about this. It's it's such a silly thing. And we've talked about how silly it is. I'm like, oh, if I, if I dye my hair a different color, then I'm not like Yang anymore. Like if I go redhead, it's <laughs> really? like, then I won't look like Yang. And I know you've been like, oh, I've done that. Blake has like the bob now. So maybe yeah. I'll go with the bob or yeah. something like that. No, I've definitely, I guess I've, I've thought about it like with, in, with hair and stuff. Yeah. Um, like appearance just, wise. Just because, yeah, just because of it, we have been doing it for so long and it has been like that. Um, but I don't know about personality. I, I feel like, well, we've been doing this for so long. So, so, so long. much life has happened since we started this. It was like our entire 20s when you really think about it. It was, yeah. Because yeah. I was, oh God, I don't, it's been so long. <laughs> <laughs> I was 20. Two or 23 yeah, this, when we started Ruby. I think I was, yeah, I was the same. Yeah. And now I'm 32. 
Um, <laughs> um, I, I've, I think I've grown alongside her. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's necessarily changed me as a person, but I, I do think that we've had um, like an interesting growth in parallel with each other that just happened to have been the, the circumstance, I guess. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, <laughs> I've been doing this really awful laugh lately. Oh, yeah? yeah. You, want, you want to give us a taste? <laughs> What's up, Blake Belladonna? What's up? <laughs> That's season 10. That's how we're going to voice our characters moving forward. Oh, my gosh. I had to learn how to make voice Blake's laugh because yeah. she doesn't laugh. So what if I had just tossed in that banger? That's like, I mean, this is why she doesn't laugh because that's what it sounds like. Because she has such like. a horrible, yeah. awful laugh. <laughs> I want to make that canon. <laughs> the good thing is that we have like to our benefit though is that the 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 way we voice our characters in Ruby is just our voice pretty much. Yeah. Like we don't really like with Lindsay who does Ruby, that's a little bit more high pitched and a little bit yeah. of a change. But Yumi and, and even Kara who does Weiss, it's yeah. pretty much just like our normal speaking voice with like a little little flair. Yeah. It's I feel like with Blake it's more about cadence. Mm-hmm. Like cuz she does have the same voice as I do, but the way that I would say a line as myself versus her is just slightly different, but it's just cadence. Yeah. So it's, it's a voice acting. Yeah. <laughs> the <laughs> art. The art of yes. voice acting. Yes. Yeah, I'd say for me with with Yang, um voicing a character who is so badass and like confident and stuff yeah. like that has made me feel a little bit more confident and like like I'm excited to take like leadership roles and stuff like that just because i'm just like oh i can't voice something so cool and not trying to be just as cool i think you're cool oh i think you're cool especially right now why just based off the the sounds you're making oh thank you (laughs) 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 i keep wanting to switch like turn my legs and i can't We uh we trapped you in here. We did. At the table. It's probably for the best. Which, by the way, if you are uh, currently listening to this podcast on audio platforms, uh, you could head over to the All Good Knowers YouTube channel to watch it in video form. Yeah, and see how pretty we are. And see how much Aaron gets stuck on table legs and can't sit straight. <laughs> yeah, and sweats <laughs> and blushes and makes the worst faces. Oh, me too. Don't yeah, worry. I love it. That's why I put a microphone directly in front of half my face so that nobody could see me. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You look like the 4th of July. You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on to our uh, next question, too, which um, we, I, I think, talked about this publicly before. And feel free to get as into it as you want. But okay. being part of Ruby, you know, it's been 10 years at this point, even <laughs> a little longer for, <laughs> for both of us. What would you say has been the most difficult part? Of Ruby? Of just being part of a show like this. And we don't have to get into it, too, if you don't want to. Um, or even the most positive part. I, I, the, the most difficult part about it isn't exclusive to being on Ruby. Right. It's being um, an actor in general. An outward personality. An outward, yeah. A, a public persona or public figure, whatever, whatever you want to call it. That's that's where my issues have come. Yeah. So it has nothing to do with Ruby specifically because every fandom is going to have their groups of people that are like the more extremist, the, the, the nice ones, the really nice ones, the really nasty ones. The people the who, like, who just want to bask in the negativity. Yeah. 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 That, and that could be said about 
any group of people exactly. in the fandom, yeah. Exactly. So I, I don't have anything, there's nothing specific to like working on Ruby. It's just the nature of the job that we have. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree. I think it's not, it's not Ruby specific, but it's just being someone who creates content or is part of content that gets put out there, which yeah. is essentially just subject to everyone's opinion. Yeah. And sometimes those opinions are, are really hard to see and yeah. hard to read. Yeah. Um, and are maybe misguided in a way or misplaced due yeah. to other things going on in that individual's life or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but it's tough to put yourself out there in that way. Yeah. I uh, So I deleted Twitter in November. Which it is how's game that? Do you feel changer? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I, I, I'll never go back. Yeah. It's like this was the one way that people were able to access me in such a negative way. Like, well, I mean, they've recently figured out other ways. People, but people always find that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, game changer. Like, I, I spend my time not worrying about other people's opinions. I, like, create things that I want to create without being worried of, of, of this very specific group of people's reactions to it. Because that was holding me back for so long. Mm-hmm. Being so afraid of doing absolutely anything because I was worried that this very specific group of people would, would like be mean, make fun of me, come at me. Like there's anything. Yeah. And, and now that there's no access to that and to me, like, oh, great. I'm it's doing, yeah, about, yeah. I'm like writing an EP. Um, I'm, Hell I'm, yeah, you are. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm pretty excited about <laughs> it. Um, I'm like writing more. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to, to, Berkeley now and I'm just doing a bunch of different things that I would Did have. Did I know that? I don't know. It's Berkeley online. I should clarify. Okay. Okay. Still Berkeley, though. Berkeley college of music. I'm going for a, um, a songwriter certification, uh, just because now that I'm like feeling really good about writing and doing it again and finding myself and my voice or whatever, um, both figuratively and literally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was like, you kind of remember like, Oh shit. I can, go to school if I wanted to. And so I'm just doing that. And it'd be a little, pretty little plaque or whatever framed certification. Yeah, I think it's also know, just like yeah. a great message to put out there because I yeah. think like we often get questions into the show from people who are like, I'm 23 and I, I'm, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Or like I'm in my mid thirties and I like feel like everything I've done has been for nothing because I, I don't like my career path or whatever it is. Yeah. But like you can change at any time. At any time, any especially time. with online classes and online yeah. school. Yeah, it's been it's been interesting because I I never had to do the online class stuff, so that's been a fun. Well, I don't want to say fun, but it's it's been a, a learning curve. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no. In in terms of like the negative with with Ruby, yeah. there's not much. No, I mean I think you know we talk about it all the time how it's it's completely changed our life. Oh yeah, being part of the show and in every way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. I had I not done this, I don't think I'd be living in LA right now. I don't think I'd be pursuing the the career path that I've I know that I've always wanted to pursue, but have never done it. We'll I, go into the multiverse and see what yeah. path we would have been on had Ruby oh, never been. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> I feel pretty good about where I am right yeah. now. Like, let me have this for a second. I know it's um, it's just been like life changing in so many ways. Yeah, yeah. Also, just to portray these characters that we've been portraying too. Yeah, but it's yeah, exciting. It's tough, and I think it's something that. Um, I wish more people, like more creators and more people who do podcasts and speak publicly about this stuff would talk about like the, the negative effects of putting yourself out there in such a vulnerable way. Yeah. Um, and then 
people thinking just because you are a public figure or because yeah. you choose to do podcasting or whatever it is that that automatically assumes you should have thick skin and that yeah. anything they say should just brush right off you. Yeah. There's a lot of like, oh, boo hoo kind of stuff. And right. it's like, well, everyone's valid in, in what they're doing just because you don't specifically experience that doesn't like devalue. Right. Like, how this affects us. Everyone experiences difficulties in different ways in life. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And um, it's tough because we obviously are, do have like a, a form of privilege getting to do something Definitely. like this. And I, I constantly try to recognize that privilege and that honor getting to speak to an audience like this and have these types of conversations. But it's also hard. It, yeah. It's tough to put yourself out there and be vulnerable. Yeah. Well, one one thing about not being on Twitter now, I'm like connecting with people more personally instead of being sucked into that and being worried that this opinion is like the world opinion. Mm -hmm. Once you turn that off, you like take that access away, you realize like everyone around you, like it's, it's, it is just there. It's stuck there. It doesn't exist in the real world. Yeah. So your, your peers and your friends and things like that, we all go through very similar things. And if like, I know that there was a day where I was just sucked into to Twitter and I hated myself and believed all of this awful, awful stuff about myself because it was being thrown at me. But once I was speaking to another friend of mine, like they had no idea any of this stuff was going right, on because right. it literally just does not exist outside of that space. And and I, I think it, it took a very long time for me to realize that and turning that off and like talking with friends and stuff really helps because you realize like we're all kind of going through the same thing and and knowing that if I don't hear about like the, the drama that happens online for you, I know that you're not seeing it about me and you're just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm explaining this very well, but no, I'm, it, you're just so nervous about like how the opinions of this thing affects real life. And it just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah. And um, it, it is such a shame to see how heavily, especially social media affects the new, this new generation of like kids and teens and everything like that. Because yeah. It is such a ingrained part of their yeah. life and their socializing. Yeah. Um, and just seeing things online about you, especially with like anonymity too, mm -hmm. having that uh, advantage, so to speak, yeah. of being someone who's attacking someone and having anonymity. Uh, it didn't used to be that way when we were kids. No. Bullying was straight to the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had to have like balls to do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. No. Yeah. I think ultimately. I don't know if I could be a teenager. Just, right be, now. just be kind. Right? It's be nice. Or just don't talk. Yeah. Like, there's no reason. Absolutely. Go to therapy. Like there's clearly something going on on the inside, you know? It's I mean, that's usually what it is when people speak in a way about someone else, whether it's bullying or harassing or any type of abuse in that way. It's usually something internal that they need to yeah. work through. It's a projection. Which is what I try to remember whenever I see yeah. <laughs> negativity. I'm yeah. like, hey, I'm I'm cool doing my thing. Yeah. If, if that upsets you, you need to work on that. Yeah. So there was, there was like this, I don't, I'm not going to quote this directly. Um, my memory is pretty crap. Uh, but there was this thing I saw on Instagram that was like, I would rather create and have it criticized than criticize and not create. Yes. Like it's easy to, to talk shit, but. But do it yourself and yeah. see what yeah. it's like. You yeah. Know? It's, it's similar to the quota, the man of man in the arena. If you've heard of that one. Mm -hmm. Basically, the gist, of, the gist of it is like essentially what you're saying, where those oh, wait, who have. like have the courage to to be in the arena, fighting the fight, doing this thing, creating whatever yeah. it is, performing, um, and the person outside pointing yeah. in and criticizing what they're doing or saying yeah. like, 
I don't yeah. like what you're doing. I could do that better. But it's like, yeah, you're not doing it. So you yeah. don't know what it's like on this side of things. Yeah. I feel like that was like Theodore Roosevelt or something. I think it was. Teddy. Teddy. Good old <laughs> Teddy Rose. Good old Teddy. You go way back. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, let's finish up. Okay. With a question completely unrelated yeah. to Ruby. Okay. But. Great. I thought it's something that you would be able to relate to based on your dating experience. <laughs> um, so Let's the, have it. This question reads, I've recently been trying to get back into the dating scene and I'm trying to use dating apps as a bisexual woman. But it's been hard finding someone that actually wants to try out a romantic relationship rather than a hookup. I was talking to this girl for about a week that I started to really like and we were getting along really well and vibing. But when I asked her out, she wasn't actually looking for anything romantic at all. And now I just feel strung along and defeated about dating because it just seems hopeless. Any advice? <laughs> <laughs> What's really hard about that is that that's just the universal bisexual problem. Ah, uh, um, yes. Like, I can, I can navigate relationships with men, no problem. But because it's not, you're not really sure if like a girl is into a girl and well, like, that's hard too in, in person. Yeah. You don't really yeah. Know as well. You, you like, you look for cues. You're like, is this, are we, are you being nice or are you flirting with me? Are your nails cut? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> are you? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I, here's the thing. I wish I had an answer for that because uh -huh. that's just the universal problem. I have that problem. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's, that's just a, a lack of communication on the other person's part. Either they they recognized, they knew going in that they just wanted like a purely platonic thing and they didn't like communicate that to you or they realized after the fact and that's them communicating that to you. Yeah. Um, so I... There's no real answer to there, this one. There it's isn't. Tough. It really is just about communication and it's hard to find that, especially in, in a younger generation. Um so if you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> yeah. um, Email always open at rishi.com. Yeah, CC yeah, yeah. Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I wish I could help. Well, it's, it's tough because I think this is also, as you said, it's, it's universal, but I think it's just universal for dating in general. Yeah. How you could be talking to someone, um, whether it's on a dating app or not, and think that you're getting good vibes from them. And then yeah. when it comes down to like, hey, do you want to yeah. actually go out or, or do something? Yeah. That person then switches gears on you yeah and it, it I also would recommend you think like there's a lot of things that could be going on with that person mm -hmm. maybe this individual that you met is just getting into dating other women yeah. or like recently came out and isn't necessarily comfortable quite yet yeah um so it might not necessarily be about you yeah I mean I've I've been in that position where I thought that I was like ready to start dating properly and and someone like made it clear that they were wanting to do that with me. And I was like, you know what? I thought that I was, but I'm, I don't think so. Yeah. And, I'm, and that's fair. That's valid. Um, but again, it's about the communication of it, you know? Absolutely. And with dating, it's just keep going until you it's find hard. someone yeah. you want to hang out with more. Exactly. Yeah. It's hard. It is. But good luck. Yeah. <laughs> and again, let her know. If you, <laughs> if you figure it out, let me know. <laughs> I'll be here. Just waiting. Yeah. Oh. By the phone. <laughs> now I'm visualizing you with I don't know why but it's a it's rotary a, yeah, phone yeah, right <laughs> next to the couch just waiting like right next to it hello <laughs> 
There's a reenactment right here. Yeah, this is me waiting. Ring, ring. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Finally. Uh, well, thank you guys so much for all those questions, Aaron. Thank you so much for answering those with me and for yeah. indulging me in my little bumblebee heart that no. we now could talk about publicly yeah. finally after 10 years um but thank you all for watching if you have a question for us on the show you could email that to always open at roosterteeth.com and if you want to subscribe to the all good no worries youtube channel that's where you'll see always open every single tuesday as well as other shows every single thursday new episodes of those shows come out once a month so it's a new show every single thursday which Ooh. is very exciting um but aaron Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. Uh, is there I anything? Love being on of here. course, yeah. Um, is there anything you want to promote that you're doing or where people could find you? Um, my Instagram, not my Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, at Aaron Zek, A R R Y N Z E C H. Um, and I don't know. This year I've got a lot of plans. So, so stay tuned. Just follow me and I'll keep you updated. Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being here. Thank you. Um, and thank you all for watching this episode. Um, we really appreciate you being here and supporting the show. Um, if you haven't seen Ruby yet, please go check it out on Crunchyroll. Yeah. Um, we love being a part of it. We love the show. We love all of Kruby behind the scenes. So yeah. could not be more grateful for that experience. Um, but yeah, thank you for watching and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>